Football on Off The Ball With Sky Don't miss Aston Villa versus Leicester on Super Sunday Live only on Sky Sports Alright it is Thursday which means John Giles is with us Evening John Evening Nathan So it's been a pretty busy week it's fair to say A full round of Premier League fixtures in midweek And a lot going on at Manchester United It's been confirmed since we last spoke to you That Ralph Rangnick is coming in as the interim manager until the end of the season and will then stay on as a consultant for the following two years. You weren't quite convinced when the news was emerging last week that this was the right move for Manchester United. Has anything that you've heard over the past seven days changed your mind? Not really, Nathan. I think, uh, you know, I think Manchester United got themselves in a big, big mess and uh, they're doing their best to get out of it. And I'm not so sure uh, doing what they're doing at the moment will get them out of the mess. There's been a sense that the mess has been created by a lot of non-footballing people making footballing decisions with the key appointments and a sort of job for the boys mentality, a lot of former players involved, and that Rangnick is Manchester United going in a very different direction. He's somebody who has very set views on how football should be played. He's been a hugely influential coach, an influence on Thomas Tuchel, on Jurgen Klopp, and that actually now Manchester United's footballing decisions are going to be made by a footballing man. Is that the way the club should be going? Um, I think it's the way they should be going, uh, Nathan. There's no doubt about that. But not on an interim basis. You know, this guy is not the manager. He's only the manager till the end of the season. Mm. And I don't think interim managers work, Nathan. You know, my experience as a professional footballer, that when you had a manager, you had to believe he was with you forever. Because you played for him, he there were his tactics, his way, uh, and he was the boss. So you you have to please him. And that in an interim manager, uh, you say, well, what's he? What are we going to do next year? Is he going to be here next year? Do I have to play for him mm. now? I mean, that's the, that's the just the dressing room uh, uh, connection. In my in my experience, uh, Nathan. I mean, if you go back. Uh, a few years when, when, when Ferguson there was, who was one of the great managers, I think he said at Christmas, made it public at Christmas, he was, going to, he was going to quit at the end of the season. They hardly won a match after it, Nathan. And yeah. he stayed on and they won the league. They finished up winning the league. But I, I don't believe in inter-managers. And, and uh, I think if this guy is that good, to be quite honest, why not give him the job now for two years? Why do, why do you have to wait? I mean, if he's, if he's worth his salt, then he's, he's worth his salt now. Well, is it a situation that they have somebody lined up long-term, potentially a Maurizio Pochettino, who they have looked at several times over the years, and he's not available right now. None of the other leading managers in the world are available right now. Ralph Ragnick can come in and make an instant impact with the players for the rest of the season, but maybe for him and Manchester United... Actually, that greater role away from the day-to-day management suits everybody. Um, it could well be, Nathan. It's a possibility. Uh, but don't forget, the, the deal that he signed, he has a two years, two years ex- extension yeah. on that, Nathan. And that's supposed to be in a con- consulting capacity, as a consultant. But what's that supposed to mean? You know, is he going to be a director of football? Well, they have a director of football at the moment. Yeah, well, we, yeah, 
but, well, you don't hear much of them, Nathan. Mm. Like a lot of people behind the scenes at Manchester, you don't hear you don't hear a lot about them. But they make the decisions, and then you got somebody like Solskjaer is going to is going to take the hit, which he has done. Yeah, you know, it's like in, 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 like this lad has a lot of experience. I think he's, he's sixty three, right? And uh, but I just wrote something down that is that he has been saying. He said, like the best managers know precisely what football they want to play. He has. He was insistent that all had a distinct vision of what their team looks like. They have a video of the game in their head, right? So we think. Of, and he said, "Well, think about Klopp, Guardiola, Tuchel, for example. All their teams, they, 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 they they're, they're different, but recognisable, recognisable, even without their colours. And what I put myself in is, well, Solskjaer had no vision. Well, if he believes in that." Then Nathan, when he comes in, maybe as a director of football, or certain certain influences, that's going against what he's what he's telling us now, because what he's saying now that all these great managers have their own vision. They're not all alike, but they have to have what they can see it in their mind what they want. Now, if he's coming in as a director of football, well, what do director of footballs do, Nathan? They bring the players in and they let the players go. So that's a hugely uh, influential position if that's what he's looking for. Now, if he's going to be a consultant, and that might just be to extend the, 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 the contract that he's on at the moment. In other words, he could, what does a consultant mean? He doesn't have to do anything, but they pay him up. But I'm not so, so sure this guy would be prepared to go with that without having an influence on of who comes in and who goes out. In terms of what he can do between now and the end of the season, there is still two-thirds of the season mm to go and he does have very strong thoughts on how the game should be played and everyone is expecting mm. him to come in and change Manchester United style to be more high pressing that German Gagan pressing style that we see mm. at Liverpool mm. how difficult a task is that going to be for him over the next couple of months to change the entire philosophy of a club and also get results I think it's very difficult uh, really very very difficult because again you go back to, to what I know in the dressing room, or what I went through in the dressing room, is this guy, no matter what he's doing, is the interim manager, Nathan, right? So the players, if they know, this this guy's only going to be here there till the end of the season. That's what we, we're being told at the moment. He could have a consultancy. But knowing players, when I was a player myself, you think, well, this guy's not going to be here next year, mm. Right. And, 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 and my take, and, I, and I've said it a few times, when I was, say, with Don Reavy particularly for a long time, we, we had to believe that he's the boss, we're playing for him, and we, we do our contracts with him, and we're all in it together. We, I had an experience with Don Reavy. There was one time uh, we were in the Cup Winners' Cup final, and I was away with the Irish team. Actually, I got injured, and I came back to, to where we were playing. And it had been in the papers that Don Reilly had been seen at um, Everton. And when I got back to the lads, the big talk was the boss is going. Right. Or there's talk about him going. And I think it was Norman Hunter I was talking to. And I said, well, I think Billy Bremeny was injured. He wasn't there. And I said, well, look, Norman, the best thing to do, we'll go and ask him. Right? Which we did. And we went up to his, it, it, it was in his bedroom. And he asked, and he said, yes, I am going. Actually, he started to cry at that time. He didn't. He could have told us a whopper. Say, and I can tell you, from, then we, I didn't play in the Cup in the Cup, but we were beaten anyway. But uh, 
I, I could tell the, the team spirit we had for years in that day and the couple of days I was with the lads for the, had gone. The big talk was, who's going to come in? What are we going to do? The boss is going. He said, no, he didn't go because something did, something fell through. But he was seen by some support or something going to Everton. Mm. But we, we did, I did. I went along with Norman asked him. He said, yes, it's true. I am going. Well, I guess it probably undermines so much of what he had been saying to you during that season about you know the quality you had as players if suddenly he's attracted to a different job. Yeah, well, that's, that's, that's what happened. But from our point of view as players, you know, players... We think, what, what, what are we going to do? Who do you think will be coming in? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because we knew he was going. Now, in, in, in this lad, uh, uh, Rangnick, 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 is that his name? Yeah. Rangnick, coming in. I mean, he's in an, on an interim basis. What the players will be thinking, right, how long is he going to be with us? Is he going to be here? This is what we're doing at the moment. But do you really buy into it, you see, Nathan? Like, if he's there for the next two years, you say, right, we've, got, we've really got to do our stuff here. You know, it, it, it's it's very hard to explain it. The, the morale of, of a team, and, and I don't know if I'm explaining it very well, but that's that's what happens. If you've got an interim manager, the players think, well, he wants us to do this, he wants us to do that. I'm in the team, I'm not in the team. Who's in the team? Uh, well, it doesn't matter because he'll be gone at the end of the season anyway. Mistake in the back. Here it comes. Amber Barrett. Ten for the Republic of Ireland. Amber Barrett. From four yards out. OTB live commentary. Never miss the action right here on OTB Sports Radio. When you look at last Sunday against Chelsea and the one-all draw, yeah. Michael Carrick dropped Cristiano Ronaldo. With the yeah. way the game played out and considering Manchester United had taken an almighty beating against Liverpool and been totally dominated by Manchester City, was it the right thing to do to leave Ronaldo out? I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, Gary Neville was given the impression in the papers that... Uh, uh, it, it was the uh, uh, Rangnick's, uh, Rangnick's uh, uh, influence decision, yeah. that was doing that. Now, uh, uh, Carrick denied that, but you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. You know. I mean, Carrick is only an interim manager. He's mm. not going to be. He's not going to be the boss. So it's very difficult to know. Like in in, in Ronaldo's case, there. Uh, First of all, I thought he was uh, Carrick was on a wing in a prayer. I didn't think they played as well. Chelsea missed chances they should have, but it was all over the place. I mean, if Ronaldo was out. Don't forget, since Ronaldo has gone there, Nathan, he scored about ten goals for them. He mm. actually has done his stuff. Now I know there's talk about well, uh, you know, pressing and that. But pressing is one part of the game, but nothing is more important than scoring goals. You know, you don't. Everybody doesn't have to press. It's, it's it's the right way to do it. But you get somebody in front of Ronaldo, which 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 they did. But Fernandez finished playing up front, but he didn't do anything. You know, I thought Manchester United were lucky to get get away with it. So there's a big decision to make there over the the pressing game. You know, the pressing is one element of the game. But if you go back on Ronaldo's career, Ronaldo never pressed. He never pressed. How is he? He's considered one of the, quite rightly, one of the great players in, in, in the world. And the stuff he's done for Manchester United so far, I mean, he scored more than his fair share of goals and got them out of trouble on a few occasions so far. So do you drop somebody for not pressing well, which is part of the game, and, and leave out somebody that's scoring goals for you? Well, what would you advise Rangnick to do? if he has his philosophy that has worked so well for him in football through the years 
and this is what he wants to implement at Manchester United, if he feels Cristiano Ronaldo can't fit into that system, does yeah. he have any choice but to drop him? Well, 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 well that, that, that could happen because that's what he, that's what he believes in. Mm. But there's not just one way of playing football. You know, if you, when you come into a club, you look, at, you look at the team and you say, well, who have we got? Like, in other words, you can't uh, 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 say, this is the way we're going to play without, you know, without knowing what players you've got. And the players dictate how you play. Right, so if if you go into a situation like this and you've got a Ronaldo who's scoring goals on a regular basis, do you change your whole philosophy? Yeah, that, do you know what I'm saying? I don't think you do. You live you live with, with with Ronaldo, and if he's not pressing the same as everybody else, well, that's okay. He's going to score your goals, though. That's yeah. that's, that's my take on it. So I, I think I think that Ronaldo has been. <laughs> In some people's minds, a bit unfairly treated, I think. But he has done what he's been bought to do, which is to score goals. But it's the rest of the team that are not doing their stuff. I, mean, I think he has done his stuff, but the rest of the team... I mean, Fernandez, for example, the last few weeks, the last couple of months, I don't think he's tried a leg. Uh, I, I think Solskjaer changed for three at the back, which, which became a disaster. This, this is a badly managed team. What, what do you put Fernandez decline down to? I'd say it's because of the the the, the climate in the in the dressing room. I think once it goes, I think the players lost lost faith in Solskjaer. I don't think he was real manager anyway, Nathan. That would dictate to dictate to the dressing room. And when that happens, everybody looks at it from their own point of view, right? The centre half, the centre back say the full, the, 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 the midfield players are not defending us enough. People up front say we're not getting the right service. This happens in the dressing room when the manager is not doing his job, and I don't think Solskjaer was capable of doing his job. But where the, the real managers don't allow that to happen, they say this is what I want you to do. You do it, and you're winning matches. That's that's, that's ultimately what it's about, Nathan. So everybody's under the control of the manager. I think that Solskjaer lost that completely in uh, the last couple of months at Manchester United. So everybody's blaming everybody else. And for some reason, Fernandes, I, I, I don't know. But when it, well, all I'm saying is that I, if you're playing in a team, a dressing room, where the, 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 it's not good, right? mm. that's what happens. And, and it usually, and has done, always manifests itself on the pitch. I don't know what was in Fernandes' head. But he wasn't the same players that he had been for, for months beforehand. And you, I, don't think, I don't think he was trying a leg. You wouldn't I, put any of the blame for that on Bruno Fernandes. You don't think he should have been a stronger character within that dressing room to keep his own head up firstly, but also elevate the players around him? Yeah, I wouldn't. I, I, I wouldn't uh, I, I'm not saying that he was right to do it. Mm. He was wrong to do it. I'm only, I'm only saying what happens, Nathan, with different individuals in a team if it's not done properly. Of course it's not right. He should be trying the same as he, he, he would do in any situation. But if the, the, the atmosphere is not good and the morale is not good, what, what is morale? Morale is everybody pulling together and doing it for each other, Nathan. So once the morale goes, everybody's looking after themselves. And I, 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 I'd be I'd, on a professional level, I'd be disgusted at what Fernandes did. Mm. But it, it does happen, Nathan. It doesn't happen by accident, you know. But all I'm saying is that in, in my experience in the dressing rooms, if the manager's not doing his stuff and he's not good, the morale goes. 
yeah. and everybody then everybody's looking after themselves. So what they need is somebody coming in strong, like Klopp coming into into Liverpool and Tuchel straight away at, at, at Chelsea, and Guardiola's done it wherever he's been. No nonsense. He got on with the team. That hasn't happened at Old Trafford for a long time, in my my opinion, with Solskjaer. So that's what you get. You get players not doing it, and I think I think Ronaldo is coming out of it badly through no fault of his own. You know, if you buy Ronaldo, you, that's what you buy him for, scoring yeah. goals. And and the bad time that Manchester United have had, he's more than done his stuff. I mean, he scored goals there in matches that he's, he's, he's brought them back from the dead. Yeah, we'll see how things go on Sunday. Ralph Rangnick's first game in charge against Crystal Palace is going to be live here on Off the Ball. We'll reflect on it next Thursday. All our football on Off the Ball is brought to you by Sky. It is the big one in the Bundesliga this Saturday. Don't miss Dortmund against Bayern Munich, live only on Sky Sports. I want to talk to you about Leeds, John. I got a huge win, a badly needed win against Crystal Palace on Tuesday night. Rafinha with a penalty with almost the last kick of the game. A lot going on at Leeds at the moment, it seems. Obviously, poor form, second season syndrome, struggling to replicate what they did last year. And a lot going on with Calvin Phillips and rumours of a rift between himself and Marcelo Bielsa. Did he want to stay at the club during the summer? Was he pushing for a move with the reputation he earned during the Euros? He came out after the game and denied it and said he fully supports the manager. Could you understand if Calvin Phillips did want to move after the summer he just had? Um, not really, Nathan. I, I, I think he's, he's, you know, I think Bielsa has brought him into the team. He's brought him along. Uh, he's, he's been very, very uh, uh, good with Phillips. Actually, mm. he's, he's made him into a player. He's in the England, in England setup. Uh, and Phillips did say, deny that today. He said he was very grateful to Bielsa uh, that he had no intentions. Uh, you know he's a great manager and, and uh, he's, he's been very good for him. So it, it, it wasn't the talk of somebody looking to get away. Let's put it that way. But I think it was something that Bielsa like did say. Well, I, yeah, I did take him off and on that particular match, but we haven't fallen out over, and he's going to be playing again in the next match, which he did the, the, the other day and played well. So I would, I would, I would doubt it, uh, uh, that he wants to get away. You know what I've seen him playing. He hasn't he hasn't played as well as he can play, but he played. I thought he played well the other night. Now, mm. so when you look at Leeds' start to the season, that was just their third win in fourteen matches. There's all sorts of statistics around players, you know, not running as far. Maybe the intensity is dropping. So there is a feeling on one hand that you know maybe Bielsa's effect is starting to wear off. I guess the argument against that is that. Maybe they're just missing some of their best players. That Patrick Bamford, their goal scorer, hasn't played all season. Luke Ayling, who was one of the best defenders in the league last season, hasn't been available. There's been three or four other injuries with Rodrigo. Rafinha haven't always been available. What do you put down the slow start to? Um, well, I'd put it down to the injuries. As you said, the players you mentioned there, they don't have a big squad, mm. as we know. So Ayling and, and Bamford, they've no real replacements for them. I mean, they really need them back in the team. And I thought the other night they were they were more like uh, the Leeds United of last year than this year. There was no you couldn't look at them and say, well, they're not trying, they're not doing this, including Phillips and everybody else. I mean, they really stuck in there. I mean, no, it was the last minute, but I think they just about deserved to win it. But they, they look more like the Leeds from last year than, than they did this year, and and that can happen. I mean, it, it, like when when you've had the first season, Nathan, uh, you know, players are up for it, they're a bit scared. It does happen, and uh, the second season. Not so good. 
I mean, I go back to my own, t- my own time, a long time ago when we got promotion. We had a great first season. We got runners up in the cup. We were runners up in the league. The next, and, and because most of the lads, Norman Hunter, Paul Reaney, Paul Maidley, Terry Cooper, had never played in what was then the first division. Mm. And, 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 and you're, you're inclined to be scared then, you know, and scared does you good in many ways. Because you have to go out there and show play Manchester United, and this was new for all these new lads, and and they're really scared. And they make sure. now the second season, it, it, they call it the second season syndrome, as we know, because the second season we didn't do as well, and maybe the players weren't up for as much. In other words, we've done it last year. We were okay. We're not not going to be scared this season, and not being scared reduced the the, the performance of the teams. Yeah, and it does happen, Nathan. I mean, Sheffield United did, recently did it. So they got promoted there a few years ago, and I think they, they were looking for a European place at one stage, and then they had a disaster season down the next season. It can happen. I don't think it'll happen to Leeds. I think they have enough players. I think Bielsa is good enough to get them going. I think he got them going the other day and get Ailing back and Bamford back and one or two others back into the team. I think they'll be okay. But it does happen. It can happen. Uh, I know the Leeds fans will get uh, very annoyed if I ask you about players moving up a level, but it does feel in that squad there are players who can play for a club who are maybe contending for the Champions League places at the moment, we might put it. Rafinha uh, got the goal, 24, had a brilliant first season in the Premier League last year and is backing it up again this season. Do you look at Rafinha as a player that Leeds are going to struggle to keep hold of and that could fit in at one of those teams in the top four? Well, there's always a possibility of that, uh, if, if If any players, if it's, if it's Burnley or teams that, uh, you know, are, are not competing. I mean, at the moment, we've got three or four teams that's, that's going to win it, and they're going to win all the trophies, in my opinion. Uh, so there's always a possibility that, uh, you know, the top teams will look at the players. Um, and in, in Leeds' case, when you're in the position they're in and, and the type of club they are at the moment, not just them, but any t- team in that situation have to be scared stiff that somebody's going to top mm. up the players. How good is he? I don't see it with Leeds at the moment, to be honest. I think the way they're going, Nathan, I think with the injuries that they've had, there's a little bit, they, they, there was more life in them the other night. I mean, they're playing against, I thought the, the team they played was, was, is, has been doing very, very well. Really well. Crystal mm. Palace. And I think they just about deserve to beat them uh, the other night. How, how good is Rafinha? I think he's very good, Nathan. Yeah. You know, he, 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 he distributes. I mean, some of his passing the other night, some, he hit about three or four passes from, with his left foot from the right wing to the left wing. Now, he's really good. He can come inside on his left foot and he's scoring his goals, he's scoring his fair amount. I think he's been a good player for them. But I haven't seen any, any, any at least this year, where everybody wasn't trying, Nathan. Yeah. That's when you're in trouble. I mean, they haven't played well. They've had a lot of injuries. But I haven't seen any one match where you could say, they didn't have a go. Or Joe Bloggs didn't have a go. I mean, like, like what's obvious at Manchester United, you know, and I'll go back to them just briefly, you know, the morale there is terrible. They're not having a go. At least Leeds are having a go. And Leeds don't have the players that Manchester United have. But you've got to get them playing. And I think he's, Bielsa is still getting the best out of them at the moment, Nathan. I think if they get their best players back, they'll be okay. I think they'll finish mid-table again. All right. Uh, before we let you go, John, uh, some sad news earlier in the week. Ray Kennedy, 
the former Liverpool and Arsenal legend passed away at the age of 70. Three European Cups as part of Bob Paisley's Liverpool side, won five league titles in four years as well at Anfield, uh, won a league with Arsenal and you know, sadly was diagnosed with Parkinson's at the age of just 35. He is a player you would have played against many, many times. In fact, I think his best season at Arsenal, he scored the goals that deny leads the title. Oh, yeah. He was, he, he was well, obviously a striker then. Mm. He was a very excellent player from day one. You know, he used to play, he had the, the two big lads up front there. Uh, uh, I think it was John Radford and Ray Kennedy. And that's, they won the, they won the, the, the double, Nathan. They won the league and the cup. They pipped us for the league that, that, that year. I think it was 1971. Mm. Uh, and, and and they went on to win the cup. Very good team of Frank Frank McClintock, a lot of good players, Bob Wilson, uh Radford, Bob McNabb. Uh, very, very good team and when we were close with them at that time. Uh and they, but they didn't continue with that, Nathan. When they when they won the double. Uh you know, I, I don't don't know if they won anything after that. Whereas when he went to Liverpool it was a it was a bit of a surprise because he was a striker. He was a big lad, very, very good striker, a very good player for them. And, and then he really made a name in midfield. I was just reading a little bit about him today. Uh, Shankly had retired just at that time uh, with, with Liverpool. Yeah, Paisley just came in. Paisley, Paisley was over. And, and Paisley, apparently, I think he spoke to somebody from Arsenal who knew uh, uh, Ray Kennedy as a kid. And he said he was a left-sided midfield player. And I think they had a few forwards at that particular time uh, at Liverpool. Uh, I think uh, uh, Kevin Keegan was there. Tosha Keegan, Highway were the forward line. So he might have been finding it difficult to get into that particular team. So he he did give him the goal in the left side midfield player. And and he took it like a duck to water. He was really good. You know, his control is very good. You don't often see a striker going back to midfield, Nathan. Sometimes it's more the other way around. Yeah. You know, the, uh, midfield players can, can go forward. But you don't see much of that, of, of players of his calibre. And scored in goals, played for England, uh, and moves back to... And, and he was a, a huge success, as you, you read out, his, the, the trophies he won at Liverpool when they came on to their best. He was, he was a top-class player and, and un, very unfortunately uh, picked up the Parkinson's disease when he was quite young. Mm. And not it didn't come out of it too well. The PFA didn't come out of it, Nathan, very well afterwards. You know, he he had to sell his medals uh, to to pay for his uh, his the way he had to live at that particular time. And uh, I mean, the pay apparently the PFA helped him a bit, uh, but uh, they didn't shine. Let's put it that way. Yeah. In that situation. Yeah, very sad news and uh, yeah. went through an awful yeah. lot for, for half his life having been diagnosed with Parkinson's at just 35. Uh, mm-hmm. Ray Kennedy, um, who passed away earlier this week. John, great stuff as always. We'll talk to you next Thursday. Yeah. Thanks, Nathan. Football on Off The Ball. With Sky, it's the big one in the Bundesliga this Saturday. Don't miss Dortmund versus Bayern Munich. Live only on Sky Sports.